0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day during the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the other podcasting platforms where you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network and all your favorite podcasts out there. And make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. It's very simple for you because every single Friday, like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, whatever questions that you have pertaining to your Carolina Panthers. And you can even ask me questions about myself if you care to ask anything about poor old little Julian Council. But I digress. You can either at me on Twitter or DM me. On Twitter, but make sure again to first follow me there. Click that button on Twitter. All right, let's get into it. Before I answer your questions, let's do a little Carolina Panthers OC update as the news cycle keeps on churning as Matt Rule tries to find his rock star candidate to help elevate the Panthers offense next season. Let's all keep in mind as I see a lot of emotional responses to what happens in terms of who's getting a second interview and who's not getting a second interview so far and what's been reported, what's not been reported and who you want and who might not want to be here. I'm going to talk about that all right now, but it's all just take a deep breath and let the process play out. I understand that you don't trust Matt Rule because he's botched the quarterback situation the offensive line is an abomination and all that. That all makes sense. It's coaching hires, the Joe Brady one, y'all loved. You were drooling all over yourselves, dancing in the streets. We got Joe Brady. And Joe Brady got fired. And Joe Brady should have never been hired. But he was a hot coaching candidate name. And I do believe maybe one day Joe Brady can be a really good play caller and coach in the National Football League. I just don't think it was his time. It really should have been his time when he was hired two years ago by Matt Rule to be the OC here in Carolina. And Matt Rule admitted that he went outside of his comfort zone and that maybe he shouldn't have done that. And retaining Chase Blackburn, a special teams coordinator from the Rivera era, probably wasn't the best decision. And Pat Meyer obviously did not work out. We've also seen Frank Ocam, who was a rule guy from Baylor. He's the only one that rules let go of that we've seen. And Ocam got elevated to defensive line coach after being assistant defensive line coach. And it all just did not work out for him this past season as a D As they were great against the the rush, but they were not or they were great rushing the pass, or they just weren't great when it came to actually stopping the run. So they're gonna have to find some more guys in free agency and through the draft, like Scott Ferrer said, that could help them stop the run like a middle linebacker and like a defensive end who's about two hundred and eighty-five pounds, who can really set the edge for the Carolina Panthers. So keep all that in mind as we look at who the candidates are, and let's all relax and let the process play out. That being said, so far, the only two candidates that reportedly have had second interviews are number one, Scotty Montgomery, which was reported on Wednesday evening, and then Jay Gruden reported on Thursday afternoon having gotten a second interview here in Carolina. I saw a lot of y'all upset because Scotty Montgomery, who was a terrible coach at East Carolina, formerly at Duke, now the running backs coach of the Indianapolis Colts, whose running back, Jonathan Taylor, was a unanimous first team all pro running back this year which is going to allow a guy to get opportunities to interview elsewhere when you have a player who's part of your position group that really explodes, like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was also aided by the fact that Derrick Henry was injured and Christian McCaffrey was injured. doesn't matter. Had a great season. I don't think Skyda Montgomery is seriously going to be the candidate here. He's going to actually get the job here in Charlotte. According to the Rooney Rule, which last year expanded to the you have to interview minority candidates for coordinator positions, at least two external, Matt Rule had to talk to a black guy. <laughs> So this is his black guy. This is a black guy saying this, okay? Look at the NFL. There's only one black coach in the NFL right now. The NFL is not interested in hiring black coaches to be head coaches, let alone offensive coordinators. They can coach defense, but they're not given the opportunity. We're not given the opportunity to coach offense. So maybe take a deep breath and recognize that this is the NFL, and they're probably not going to hire Scotty Montgomery. Matt Roulasso has to find another black man to interview, and it does not – I know someone went on Twitter and told me, oh, well, he got the second interview, so that should fulfill the Rooney rule. Hey, congratulations. We're giving out gold stars because Matt Rule gave a black coach a second interview. Come on, guys. Um, No, he has to interview another minority candidate, uh, Pep Hamilton from Dub C, former West Charlotte Lion, also played up at Howard in in college. And currently with the Houston Texans, as he's sitting there in limbo trying to figure out whether he's going to be the O.C. there, as they fired Tim Kelly, who's also interviewed here in Carolina he was one of the guys that the Texans ownership told David Kelly, the former Texans head coach, "Hey, fire him, and you can keep his jo- keep your job." Kelly wouldn't do that, so Kelly lost his job, and Tim Kelly also lost his job, and are trying to keep Pep Hamilton and see who they can hire that would retain Pep Hamilton. But Pep Hamilton doesn't want to come back home to Charlotte. Mama's cooking wasn't enough for him. Being back home wasn't enough for him. He's not trying to go and get on this potentially sinking ship here in Carolina with Matt Rule. Jay Gruden, though. I like that. I've taken a little bit of pause just based off of the report that's come out of the Washington Post and what we saw last year that happened with his brother John Gruden. Jay is his own man. Does not mean that he shares the same views as John Gruden. But there are some concerning things that I think he definitely needs to be vetted for. But as a football coach, was great in Cincinnati. As the OC back under Marvin Lewis, and when he had a younger Andy Dalton as his quarterback, and he consistently went to the playoffs, I thought he did a really good job in Washington. Outside of his first year, we went, went four and twelve. He went nine and seven, took him to the playoffs, and he had like an eight, seven and one season, and seven to nine, seven to nine. And under Dan Snyder as the owner there in Washington, that's not bad at all. And it was last year in 2020 was in Jacksonville, and that situation wasn't great. And he ended up being out of football this past year out of the NFL. Considering he's a former head coach, he's had success as a play caller. A best-case scenario right now in terms of the candidates out there is that Jay Gruden comes here to Carolina, can provide Matt Rule with some level of stability and mentorship as someone who's coached in the league as a head coach and has also had success calling players in a National Football League. The other candidates, as we talked about, Ben McAdoo. No, thank you. Clint Kubiak, nepotism, probably should not be an OC. As our friend Matt Collar, Matthew Collar, who was on the show a couple days ago, said – He probably needs to get more seasoning as a quarterback coach before he gets another opportunity as an OC. Mike Groh, former OC in Philadelphia after Frank Reich took the job in Indianapolis. He's on the same staff now, Frank Reich, and with um, Scotty Montgomery. Wasn't great as an OC in Philadelphia. He's only gotten one interview as of this recording. No thank you. Again. From what I've seen so far, it looks like Jay Gruden's probably the best candidate for the Carolina Panthers of the people that Matt Rule has interviewed. And you have to understand, I don't know, a lot of fans are have the angst and they're upset. Matt Rule has yet to get the vote of confidence. Yes, he seems to be keeping his job as of this conversation we're having right now. But there's no quarterback in place. It's Sam Darnold. Top OC candidates aren't running at the opportunity to potentially have to coach Sam Darnold and and then we'll find out in March who that might be the other quarterback here in town. Does that sound like an attractive opportunity for you? And I get it. If they get rid of Matt rule, then they would have an opportunity to maybe get a better OC and then maybe find the quarterback and maybe find the offensive line. But those are a big maybes. And it's also assuming that the owner, David Tepper, who's shown you he's probably not a great owner, gets all that stuff right. The second time around, I'm not so sure either way. There's also Luke Getze, who is a candidate who's interviewed here in Charlotte, has yet to get a second interview. I don't really see Getze happening. He's currently the Green Bay Packers quarterback coach. Great year, obviously, with Green Bay, being the number one seed, getting to coach Aaron Rodgers. He would be in line, potentially, to be the O.C. up in Green Bay if Nathaniel Hackett, the O.C. in Green Bay, gets one of these coaching jobs. He's interviewed Uh, Hackett has, uh, for Jaguars' job, I believe, the Broncos' job. And I want to say he's also interviewed for the Minnesota job. Getse himself has interviewed for the Denver Broncos' head coaching gig. I don't think he's trying to leave Green Bay to come here to Charlotte when he's interviewing for a head coaching position in Denver. And if he doesn't get that, can be elevated as the OC there in Green Bay. And if Rodgers comes back, be in prime position next season to be a head coaching candidate and get more interviews If the Packers once again have success, which I would imagine they would if they're able to retain Aaron Rodgers, because that would likely mean they also retain Devontae Adams, who the last two years has been first team all pro wide receiver in a National Football League. So again, folks, calm down. Let the process play out. I get it. You don't trust rule. But if Jay Gruden ends up being the OC here, that's a pretty good situation to get a former head coach who's had success in this league as an OC to be your OC, especially when Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker are the only quarterbacks on the roster right now. And the offensive line, not great. Calm down. Deep breaths. You'll be okay. All right. Quick pause here. Then, as we do every Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council. You already know, with an incredible app, everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's promo code touchdown The fine folks over at BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as the NFL Divisional Round kicks off on Saturday afternoon with the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals, followed by the Green Bay Packers and San Francisco 49ers on Saturday evening. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year, which means a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCK on to get started from the nfl to college basketball the nba nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 but online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports but online where the game starts Okay, let's get into it. The Friday weekly mailbag here unlocked on Panthers. Let's start off with Tom, all the way over in Chester, England. He said, Hey, dude. Hey, Tom been thinking about the answer rule gave about how the process is working do you think he's referring to the old phrase offense wins games defense wins championships the defense albeit they looked poor at times this year but has definitely improved since his takeover but also have not looked at the stats on this but having a big focus on building a young defense do defensive players tend to stay in the league longer than offensive players his thought process for this sustained success could be to build a young defense which will be around for that sustained success then supplement offense and free agency and draft it's a shame to hear the hate towards the team and the head coach. Being a Liverpool fan, we have the words of Bill Shankly, if you can't support us when we lose, don't support us when we win. Yes. Wise words from the great Bill Shankly, and thank you for bringing that up, Tom. Um, Yeah, man, to answer your question here, I don't really think, when he talks about the process is working, whatever message he's trying to get across to this team, and he said it at some point in the season, I think when they fell to five and seven, how five times this year it's gotten to them and seven times it hasn't. And as we found out five times this year, the message got through. And 12 times, it didn't. There's also a lot of other factors that played into the Carolina Panthers not being able to have success during those 12 opportunities where Rule would claim his message didn't get across. But either way, the team didn't win. I don't really think he's referring to the old axiom of that offense wins game, defense wins championships, even though – Having a strong defense is still important in modern day football, and I think it was Nick Saban who said this: that top offenses now beat top defenses, as we've seen over the course of the last couple of years in the NFL. Like if you don't, and this has always been known to in the NFL for the most part, it's very rare you're going to have a Trent Dilfer now and win a Super Bowl. Look at San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo. All he's done when he's been healthy, and that keyword is when He's been healthy because he hasn't always been healthy, but when he's been healthy. All Jimmy Garoppolo has done is win football games for the 49ers. When he first got to San Francisco, I think they finished the season off 5 or 6-0. and oh. When he was healthy for that full first season, they went to the Super Bowl, and then he gets injured a couple of times. That's the torn ACL. I think it was like, okay, gets there for first five or six games, goes undefeated at the end of that season. And he tears his ACL, thinking like week three the next year, comes back, they go to the Super Bowl. Last year, he's injured again. This year, he's had his injury problems, but he's been healthy enough for the 49ers to be in a divisional round. So they've won with him, but they also recognized a couple years ago in that Super Bowl game, one of the differences in the game was Kansas City having Patrick Mahomes and the San Francisco 49ers having Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan has also proven in the last two times he's been the only time he's been in the Super Bowl as a play caller – that his game plan kind of falls apart there late in the fourth quarter as he's trying to hold on to a lead. I still to this day think San Francisco was the better team and should have won that football game, but they did not because they did not execute on offense, and in large part because their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, did not make the plays. Therefore, they've now brought in Trey Lance. If the Carolina Panthers ever want to have major success, they have to find a quarterback of the – Never gonna be a not, never never gonna be another Tom Brady. But they gotta find like a Mahomes, a Deshaun Watson kind of guy, Russell Wilson, a hell of Joe Burrow, the way he's coming out and played so far. You, a Justin Herbert, you gotta have that kind of talent if you want to actually have success long term. Josh Allen in the National Football League. So I think more so he's just talking about there's all these things that he's putting into place that he thinks over time, eventually, the results will come. Unfortunately, we had just not have not seen those results so far. I don't really know if there's any Uh, Research out there whether offensive or defensive players stay in the league longer. Pretty much your average lifespan in the National Football League is about three seasons. For most players, that's a whole not-for-long thing. Um, But he has said that the process is bringing in young players. They had a lot of older players, especially on defense leave. And he mentioned this, I think, in an interview on the Mac attack on WFNZ last uh, Thursday or Friday, whenever it was last week, that they had a lot of defensive players leave from that 2019 defense. So they felt like the first thing they should do when they got here was to invest in that defense, get a lot of young talent. That's what they did in that 2020 draft by taking nothing but defensive players. They went out there and got J.C. Horn in their first pick this past season, and then they supplemented that with some veteran guys like a Stephon Gilmore and Hassan Redick, who had a great season this past year in Carolina. And then they've made some investments in the offense on the offense like Robbie Anderson and the Taylor Milton, they extended him. They, they brought up Teddy Bridgewater, at least Rule did, and they brought up Okung. Well, they have not made the kind of investments that they need to make offensively for this team to have success long-term. And I do agree with you that it's unfortunate the vitriol that Matt Rule is getting, especially that his family can't go to a Hornets game without him getting booed, which is just ridiculous. And, yeah. Liverpool who's actually had success unlike the Carolina Panthers <laughs> what is it 2019 uh titles in the first division in English football and in six Champions League titles and look they've had a lot of things to be that support there in Liverpool the times aren't always great they're not winning every year the Carolina Panther fans I know they, they want it they need to be patient they also have the right to be upset I just think maybe use your energy in a different way opposed to being constantly upset about the football team that doesn't play another game until August, guys. So thank you for the question all the way from the UK, Tom. Uh, it's Brody he said, here is what I'm predicting for rules next year. He's going to bring Tepper hope by drafting a quarterback so he can dump blame into developing a quarterback instead of sacrificing his career by taking a much-needed tackle in the first. I don't believe that at all. I, I brought this up before, and I asked Joe Person – on Thursday, like would it make any sense for Rule to draft a rookie when it could be a similar situation like you saw in Chicago with Matt Nagy where he drops rookie quarterback and then he's gone. And then you've seen before where coaches come in and they have a rookie and they're like, I don't really want this guy. Like he can go away and I can go find someone else. Like the Jets in a way with Sam Darnold who wasn't a rookie and they looked at the whole fifth year Option conundrum, if you want to even call it that, and they decided, like, hey, we're better off going out and drafting our own quarterback and restarting the clock there and helping and trying to develop him, especially when Joe Douglas, GM, didn't bring in Sam Darnold. Same thing with um, the head coach there, Robert Sala, didn't bring in Sam Darnold. So, of course, they want to move on. If they draft, like, a Kenny Pickett is the next regime, especially in 2023, say the Panthers stink again, they're going to be in prime position to get like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud or whatever going to be coming out of college in 2023, you really want a guy like Kenny Pickett who's probably really a third round pick? If we're being honest with us ourselves, talent wise, no. So I don't think I don't think Rule is going to be like yeah, I'm going to draft a quarterback because a rookie quarterback is not going to save his bacon that's not going to be enough of an excuse. And I also don't think David Tepper is patient enough to sit here and wait a couple seasons to see whether that rookie quarterback is that guy is the guy for them. And it's not like it's New England where you have Bill Belichick and you have a strong enough foundation to where you can win enough games. And that only took New England so far. And I don't know if Matt Rule is safe to keep his job if he just makes the playoffs next year. If they get into the wild card round and they lose, I don't know if David Tepper is going to just keep Matt Rule here. I think there's going to be more tangible evidence that year four is going to also yield the same results, if not, I mean, better results, like winning the division, and you have that foundation there at quarterback. So, no, I, I would, I still I think offensive line is what's going to happen there for the Carolina Panthers coming up here in the draft. Let me take another pause here, and then I'll get to Alex and JRV and Travis and the rest of the questions that we have here this week on this edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good you'll want to eat it all the time, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it gets just so boring. You're sitting there having this diet wondering where is the chocolate? Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And built Bar is obviously the best tasting and the healthiest choice. There's so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get back into it. Alex says Garoppolo and cousins. are names floated out a lot for the Panthers to target. Are we sleeping on Jared Goff? Oh God. As an option, a two-time pro bowler who has proven he can Game manages way to a Super Bowl with strong defense and a top-tier running back, which the Panthers have. Detroit has two second, has two first round picks, so if they use one on a quarterback, he'd be expendable. Career 45, 37, and one record in 126 touchdowns, 30, 63 interceptions versus Darnold 17, 32 record, 54 touchdowns, 52 interceptions, won't elevate the team, but neither will Jimmy G or Cousins. Huh. Jared Goff. And I could I, I I'm sorry, I couldn't get to that question when I first saw that name. I was just stunned. Oh, I th- I think I saw – God, it's mock draft season. I think I saw a mock draft. I want to say it was Mel Kuyper Jr. that suggested that Detroit should draft Sam Howell late in the first round as insurance to, like, not have Jared Goff be their future, even though Dan Campbell swears that Jared Goff is his guy. And then also the general manager there in Detroit, I believe his name's Brad Allen, came from L.A. and was a part – of the front office that drafted Goff number one overall out of Cal. You make you make a solid point, though. If you actually look at the stats this year, which is kind of funny, if you look at the stats this year of Jared Goff when he went, took the Lions, or not the Lions, the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then now looking at Matthew Stafford's stats, they're identical, which means that Matthew Stafford is playing like a quarterback capable of taking his team to the Super Bowl. But it also begs the question of did they really upgrade that much? Because Matthew Stafford's doing the exact same thing Jared Goff did a couple years ago when the Lions went to the – sorry, the Rams. God, the Lions are never going to go to the Super Bowl. But when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Just a, a, an interesting little look there. So just go check that out on Pro Football Reference if you want. I would say no to Jared Goff. I That was just a terrible Super Bowl. I also wonder, like, had Cooper Cup in there? As we've seen what he's turned into, especially this year. Had Cooper Cup been available and not had torn his ACL, would the Rams have been able to win that game against New England that day? Also, Jared Goff versus Tom Brady. Hmm. But Tom Brady's also the same guy who lost to Eli Manning twice, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. And then uh, Nick Foles, (laughs) which is still one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in football. No, though, I I don't think Jared Goff is the answer. Uh, They did, and... It would have been interesting to see if they could have done like a three-way trade last year that would have sent like Bridgewater to Detroit and then got Goff here and then of course Matthew Stafford to LA. That might have been something that the Panthers would have liked. I don't think Detroit really wanted to do the whole Bridgewater thing, uh especially with the new head coach coming in, but maybe that would have worked out better for him. I don't know. Jared Goff is not bad. I don't think he's terrible. Um, I still kind of think he can be a solid starter. I just don't know if he's the guy who's going to win a Super Bowl here, and I don't put him in that category. The quarterbacks I mentioned earlier in the show, I actually like Garoppolo more than I like Jared Goff, which doesn't matter, I guess, um, who you like of those three. I, I, yeah, Goff, maybe, but we'll see. It's just the assets kind of thing. All right, JRV in the contract too. JRV, just checking in with you. What do you think about the draft class for uh fan which is cat crave had for the Panthers a trade in the first round, gave draft capital that led to two offensive linemen and a quarterback. Just curious about your thoughts. So I went to check this out. The proposed trade is the Panthers are going to trade back from six to 10 with the jets and also receive the 38th pick in the second round. Don't know why the jets would do that at all. I'm pretty sure that second round pick is also the pick that the Panthers, uh, Traded away last year for Sam Darnold. So I don't think the Jets are trying to go at and give back the pick um, that they got last year from the suckers here in Carolina. And like, what? Who is New York even? They have two first round picks. I think they have two top ten picks. Who are they chasing? Mm, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think that's like realistic. Maybe so they take apparently Keon Green, Kenyon Green, from Texas A and M, who's a guard. The same organization that said they didn't want to take Rashawn Slater last year because they saw him as a guard and they thought that taking him at eight would have been too high. I don't think they're going to turn around a year later and draft a guard at 10. And in a 38, Carson Strong, the quarterback out of Nevada, or is it Nevada? Nevada, Nevada. Hope you guys have seen Veep. Yeah, no. Carson Strong. I, I I don't think it would be a bad pick if they had enough to get a developmental quarterback. I don't think PJ Walker's that guy for Carolina. They could have someone to develop for a couple years, that would be cool. But Carson Strong in the second round, I don't think that's going to be the answer for the Carolina Panthers. And I've seen him play a couple times. He's okay, but no, I I, I didn't really think much of it. And the other inter, the other offensive lineman they got was like a tackle from Penn State in like the sixth round. I did not love that draft, that mock draft they put out there. It would be cool to have Smoke Monday, the safety from Auburn, just so we can always say Smoke Monday. But I wasn't a huge fan of what they put out there. Not to say I'm not a huge fan of their content, but I just didn't really think their mock draft made a ton of sense. And also, it's a mock draft. All those things don't matter, and they're also subject to change. Like I don't know. When you look at like Joe Marino who did a really good article, like the guys who were at the Draft Network, but really like people like Kuyper Jr. and Darren Neal Jeremiah and Dane Brugler and all those folks from like those kind of industry, like those places in the industry, like they are, this is source material they're putting out there. They're not just like saying, hey, that would be a cool pick, which I think is more so if you're, that kind of what you're getting here for the Cat Crave guys. And that's not to say that they don't know what they're talking about. It's just, I don't think it's source material compared to some of these other mock drafts that you see out there. Um, all right, final question, and this is from Travis. And I, I talked to him in DMs how to kind of clarify a few things. But he asked me how how do I feel about the Panthers potentially drafting Sam Hartman, who is the Wake Forest quarterback, had a great season, has a really had a good career there at Wake, and is going back to school. So he's not going to be out there this year. But Travis also just asked, "Why don't we look at more guys from the ACC to draft?" He also said that um, that uh, Hartman's talented with some grooming NFL. I think he can be a solid player. Also, who's your safety pick? Um, Yeah, like Hartman, I would be totally cool. Like local guy could be your developmental quarterback. Like if in twenty twenty three they want to do that, but I don't really think he's gonna be. A starting NFL. I don't know. I'll always root for Sam Hartman, local kid, the relationship that he had with uh, Demetrius Allison, who went to Elon with me and unfortunately um, took his own life. And I just how that relationship. I mean, I'll always root for Sam Hartman because of that connection, but uh, I don't think he's like an NFL quarterback. He's a really fun college quarterback. I just don't think he's the NFL kind of quarterback. And then if you're asking me like what guy I think they should draft as a safety, I saw someone at Kyle Hamilton. From Notre Dame in their mock for the Carolina Panthers, boy, that would piss people off. If they went there at six and took a safety, even though Kyle Hamilton is a really good player and would love to see what he could do in his defense, Um, back there playing center field with Jeremy Chin also in the secondary at safety. So that would be fun. I don't – Smoke Monday, too. I love that name. So I just – really, I just want to see Smoke Monday here because I can say Smoke Monday all the time. But, yeah, that's how I feel. And then ACC kids, like I don't think it really matters what conference someone comes from, just whether they can play football or not. But thank you there, Travis. And thank you to all of you who participated this week on the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. Again, make sure to at me on Twitter or DM me on Twitter at Council and follow every single week to participate for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. You can also follow the show on Spotify and make sure to rate review and subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts and all of the other great podcasting platforms in the meantime stay safe it might snow I don't know they've already canceled school in some places locally which is crazy but hey it's North Carolina and the threat of snow we get scared so either way have a great weekend stay safe be warm and I'll talk to y'all on Monday